0: i'm daniel my pronouns are he and him i'm robert and my pronouns are also he and him and And this this is grizzly kiki
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear
0: at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription
1: glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know.
0: And they do sunglasses too.
1: Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl.
0: Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that?
1: (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free.
0: That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite.
1: And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry.
0: And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me.
1: And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey, to get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com/slash Kiki. Wait, 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 wait. Warby
0: Porker? That's oh, a very different website. I was projecting. Very different.
1: I mean, I project in all directions.
0: Give them, give them that yeah. link one more time. Oh,
1: sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's
0: WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing really well, actually.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that. Right?
0: I haven't said that in a while. You haven't? I haven't. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. We were, we were hanging out with Pissy and David yesterday, and I was like, you've been doing this thing where you hum, and you were like, well, yeah, I'm actually happy. <laughs> I'm more of a, a hummist than a pessimist these days, <laughs> to which
1: Pissy said, I don't like that dip. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like things are on an on uptick, on an upswing. Upswing. Going up, 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 Do you want to share? Oh, yeah. So hmm. I I finally finished the wedding dress that I've been talking about oh. for a while um it was like it hasn't actually taken me like a you know like i haven't been working on it every day it's just it's been kind of just dragged out because of my work schedule and stuff so it was getting a bit like this has to be done right right. now and there is a deadline so um yeah lots of hand sewing about 15 hours of hand sewing to attach the uh, the trim to right. the To the hem and other, you know, little modifications I had to do because it's basically transparent lace on top of a a base. So you can't hide anything. Right. Um. Yeah. It's been, you know, it's washed. It's dry. It just needs to be pressed.
0: So I'm very excited. I don't mean to make you nervous, but do you anticipate any other adjustments? No. Great. And... And and they're just not going
1: to be made. That's it. (laughs) Like I, it's done. Like it is. It is done. It's tacked. It's sewn. It's just not. Yeah. If I open up any other seams, it uh, or close them, it's just going to fall apart because it's so delicate. So that will not be happening. So would you say it seems
0: like it's done? Uh Yeah, it seems like it's done. (laughs) Not even a dad. I make dad jokes. Nope. Kind of like that one you made yesterday. Oh yeah, that one. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we um, we did we ha- we hung out with Pissy and David this weekend, and that was a really good time. Uh, we always have a good time when we see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually f- I feel a lot better about exercising and also having like a break from keto mm. because we typically when we see Pissy and David we like we cheat. We have like a cheat meal mm-hmm. with them and I decided I was going to not do it. And then we went to a diner that had matzo ball soup and I was like, I'm, 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 I'm on my home planet at a place where I used to love having matzo ball soup and they just, they happen to have it. I can't not do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just, I have a hard time. I don't know what the right word is to describe it, but I have a hard time reconciling with allowing myself to eat something that I'm craving and then just not feeling guilty about it. Mm. So um, hopefully I will work on that in therapy, which is another thing that, Oh yeah. You haven't really talked about that. No, I haven't. Um, I, I've started doing teletherapy and I already feel like I'm able to sort through the mess that was my childhood and also a lot of like my current thoughts a lot easier and I'm able to compartmentalize things without not not completely without emotion but in a way like compartmentalize things without getting emotional all over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. It's a str-
1: like you have a you're developing a a coping strategy.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's the goal. Mhm. So uh yeah, so um I uh I'm excited I'm just I'm excited about it. The therapist that I chose uh she does a lot of um like creative um like her 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 style is like a creative style so hopefully i will be making art out of this
1: (laughs) question mark if i come home and
0: you're you know making construction paper chains we're in the right direction construction paper chains have you never made those literally something i've never made but i've seen it so many times throughout my life they are the best
1: are they it's just like a stupid fun thing but i always hated it when we were told to like use staples because that's ugly is there another way to make them uh glue
0: oh okay you
1: make them and then you have feelings yeah (laughs) oh i used to make because i would measure them and make sure they were all the right width you know my little Mm. strips and you know we'd use them to decorate for like halloween and the holidays and right I was gonna say
0: what would a construction paper chain be right for but I guess like making a garland or something yeah I mean it's a chain but it's supposed to be you know like a festoon that word has not come up in my word of the day uh Mm -hmm. emails I I don't know what shady asshole signed me up for word of the day emails (laughs) wait you didn't sign yourself up for that no I did not sign up for that I feel like it's one of our listeners or maybe one of our x listeners to your personal email yeah <laughs> i don't know i babe. mean jokes on you because i love it i like save the words sometimes and i'm just like Ooh. wait so what are you what did you get one today i don't remember no i didn't get one today what was your favorite from this past week mondegreen oh. Mondagreen is when you um, when you use the wrong like you misinterpret lyrics for a song for example that's a <gasps> oh mondegreen. you were telling me yeah. about this mm-hmm. i didn't know there was a word for that i didn't either and I love that I know
1: I'm that on now. Green.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm guilty of that all the time. Who isn't? Who isn't? I there think was. I think there. It was you know, like there are a... songs that I won't sing along to because I have never looked at the lyrics, and then other ones where I'm just like, ah, fuck it, it's just me. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. I forgot. There, I think there was like a Geico, like a, a
1: series of Geico commercials, or I forget for who, mm-hmm. but it was.
0: Everybody was participating in the act of Mondegreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I remember that commercial. Mm-hmm. I also, I, Mondegreen makes me think of Ken Lee, the, the person who auditioned for, I think it was Croatia's, uh, <sighs> Croatian Idol. Oh, no. Yeah. And she thought that, um, it was a, it's
1: never, 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 never,
0: never, Doubt You. What is that song actually called? Is it Can't Live or Can't Live Without You? Without you, I think is what it's called by Mariah Carey. Oh, and she thought the song was called Ken Lee.
1: I don't know why I was thinking. Oh, oh, the person's name is not Ken Lee. No, she thought the name of the song was Ken Lee. I was thinking of that um, that thing we watched the other night about it was like some um, some idol show in another country, and and the young the young woman was singing. Um, How do I? the 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 Leanne Rhymes that was just and she farted. How do I live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a gem. Well, in other news, yes. So we also have some other exciting news. Yes. Um, that we found out. I guess we were like surprised. It's like a present to us. Uh-huh. So absolutely, Cosmo uh, listed us as one of the top eight podcasts about drag, and we're number four.
0: Yeah. Um. And I. I think it's safe to say that we both needed that. Like this is the yeah. vote of confidence that we both needed yeah. because we've been feeling and I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think I think that we're kind of in a similar headspace about this. We have had an endless obstacle course of negativity coming at us, especially as it pertains to the podcast. I mean yeah. we don't really we try not to talk about it on the air, but we have been considering major changes to the podcast mm-hmm. one of which includes a uh, a very long hiatus yeah.
1: i mean and i don't think so. it's just it's just outward negativity i feel it's like also inward you know like our own negativity that can come out sometimes too from right. like reacting and dealing with these things right because for me anyway that's what happens it's just it's like a it turns into a combination of it because while not everything that's been said is like completely egregious there are those like handful of reviews or comments or this where it's obviously somebody's not listening or it's not constructive or it's just offensive right and those are the things that for me anyway really get under my skin and i'm like why like why am i spending the time doing this like i don't need to do this
0: yeah um i struggle with checking the itunes reviews because it it seems like a lot of the negativity comes at us in the form of itunes like negative itunes reviews and so i try not to check it but i have this habit like i'll plug my phone in at work and itunes will pop up and my habit is to just check Mm -hmm. like you know yeah just like obsessive behavior that i do that i shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. um but um I don't want to focus on the negative because we're, we're, we're exactly. very grateful yes. to the people who like to all of our listeners, everyone who writes in, everyone who constantly sends us love and we are focused on that. But, you know, when you, when you do receive negativity, sometimes mm-hmm. you just you, you focus on it a little too long and, yeah. and you forget that there's also positivity out there mm-hmm. and that that positivity actually does outweigh the negativity. So we're, we've been struggling with that is what I yeah. wanted to say. And um and so seeing that we were included in this list with big names, yeah, like sibling rivalry and What's race chaser tea?
1: pod, um, all right, Mary, yeah, as well. Um, I I was just really like honestly just flattered, absolutely, I guess. Um, and like not that I need a gold star or a pat on the back, but um, it it is nice to. To see that people are paying attention, I guess. Right. Um, also that uh, Hannah Chambers, who's the, the woman who wrote this article and very kindly and generously included us in this list. So thank yes. you, Hannah. Yes. Thank you. In her blurb about us, referenced an episode that had nothing to do with drag or drag race. Yeah. I just, I don't know why, but I really appreciated that because yeah. it was about a rather serious topic that we had talked about, Um, I think two weeks ago or so. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed that because like you can, you know, you can start your podcast or your project in one area and you, you, you know, you feel like you're just like stuck there, Yeah. but y- it's your thing. So you right. can do
0: wh- whatever you want. And I feel like we've taken back a lot of control. Um, it's a struggle. Of the podcast. I mean, I I still feel a little bit lost now that we have decided that we're not doing drag race recaps anymore. Yeah. I feel a little lost, and so coming up with episodes is sort of a new, like the the structure at least is, has been a little bit new. But you know, we're going to start interviewing people again, and that's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm very excited. for I'm that. excited for the future of our show, and I have had I have been having fun recording the episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign. I think. Yeah. I think we both have been having fun. Mm-hmm. So, thank you again to Cosmo and Hannah Chambers. It's really like I said, it's really meant a lot to us. Yeah. And <laughs> Hannah wrote at the bottom that she emailed us letting us know that the article was was up and she wrote have a good weekend and I was like, "Thank you. We will have a good weekend right? now." <laughs> um, it <that> was <laughs> really, really sweet. Really put us both in a good mood. So, thank you. Yeah. Sincerely thank you. Um, let's talk about one of these fun little articles um let's do a kooky one first before we take our break um so there's a guy in virginia who basically is dressing up like a vintage dead mouse okay <laughs> that's that's the best way to describe it anything. right it's like a, a vintage dead mouse oh was this you that was mine but oh it's sorry
1: like, go, no, ahead. You can go ahead because i like the other one better
0: oh okay so um there's uh and, and they have not they actually haven't attributed to attributed it to one person, but um someone is dressing up with I, I don't even know how to describe it. You have to see it. Uh it's like a TV helmet. It's a TV helmet, but it looks like there's also oh, is that them carrying a TV? Let me see. Cause like I thought that it was someone dressed with TVs on them. Like very no, much no, it's
1: basically they're in a they're in some sort of like black jumpsuit, like a um like a snowsuit almost. yeah like a you know just like a like a, a whole you know like a snowsuit right yeah and then they have a tv on there but not just on their head it's like it like dead it mouse is their head it, it is dead, their head. It's very dead mouse and yeah and they're doing a thing
0: well they're delivering old style tube tvs to people's houses what i don't get okay i guess it makes sense unsolicited right right okay <laughs> yes a... right this is not some new like amazon retro thing that'd be a great like millennial millennial tv service could you imagine the the sheer strength you would have to have to deliver one of those old wooden console tvs um i, like I would love Yes, like in La Llorona. We also saw La Llorona this weekend, which was not as bad as we thought it was gonna no. be. But anyway, back to Dead Mouse. Um th- these TVs were so heavy. I I don't know I don't know what the goal behind this is, but um there have been at least sixty people who have reported waking up to like an old style tube TV just delivered to their front door. And I find it really funny that there was someone who thought it was something they ordered from Amazon. Someone someone else was like, oh, I think my son is packing up for college. Like, wow.
1: Because okay. you try and just rationalize, <laughs> you know. Like, And in some instances, I think they even said that they found one or two lawns just littered yeah. with TVs. And I mean, I've ordered things on Amazon. No, I never forget what I order. So I don't really know what that's like. But I feel like some people, you know press that order button in the middle of the night so
0: it's just it's so strange but it's so interesting to me like this is this is the type of art school shit that i love you know like this guy is dressed up with a tv for a head and he just stops by your door delivers a tv <laughs> to you and then leaves like okay it's kind um of amazing and you know what's funny is i feel like most people will read this and be like what is the point of this I think he's trying to make a statement or whoever's doing it or whatever group of people are doing it is trying to make a statement about um, about uh, technology and how these these uh, TVs that like the older TVs, they had more of a presence like they, mm-hmm. they they were physically heavier. They took up more space in your home than these like paper thin TVs that we have today that are made. You know, I'm assuming that a lot of the material they're made of is recyclable and mm-hmm. um, maybe not biodegradable, but less harsh on the environment. And then we have this history of television, like not just the the physical TV mm-hmm. itself, but like TV uh, and the entertainment that comes into our homes through it that has evolved over the years. And I think that that I think this is an art piece is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, they are they are very um,
1: scavengeable because, like, when I worked at um, the Museum of the Moving Image, we would um, scavenge on eBay and stuff like that for old two TVs because oh. you can actually use those parts, um, specifically the the picture tube, uh-huh. to repair vintage uh, arcade games.
0: Oh yep. Well, weren't a lot of them just like the TV inside of a giant, like a, a bigger? Yeah, some of them platform. were were a monitor inside of you know this like
1: elaborate case. Um, some was you know just a screen, but it needed a TV tube. So that's basically why so many of these are still around, you know, because they're you know the like the parts are still useful to a certain extent, even right. when the TV like goes out, you know. Mm. So I just wonder they're around.
0: I wonder if if they, they, it's like a group of people who got together and were like, oh, my mom has a bunch of old TVs in the basement. She needs to get rid of them. And they were trying to figure out a fun way to do it. But um, I don't know. I, th- I think this is fascinating. And I I I hope that we hear more about uh, the dead mouse <sighs> caper. I it just I, like I don't know. I just I, I have such a I, I look at this this man's head. <laughs> And I have such a nostalgia for, you know, my childhood mm-hmm. and like TVs and stuff. So oh my God,
1: they used to be so heavy.
0: They were so big. They oh were just yes. like so big and for no reason.
1: So much room.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the last time you saw like in person saw a, like a tube TV? I mean, I want to say it was when we went to your aunt's maybe. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm trying to think.
1: I know my my dad's parents used to have the the mueble, or like the piece of furniture. Like it was more furniture than TV. Right. It was enormous. Enormous. Right. And it had, it was beautifully carved wood, mm-hmm. right? And then you open the door, like it had cabinets on either side that were, so there's a whole unit. And it wasn't on wheels or casters. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. And it had maybe, I don't know, like a 20 inch TV in it. Like it wasn't anything big. Um, No remote. Right. Right. And it had the two cabinets and then on either side of the tv the two like speakers right but those also had like a wooden um that like those drop those roll front desks you know that yeah uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Brrr, and if you forgot to brrr, open them mm-hmm. you just hear muffled sounds oh because you had to Cause like when it when you weren't using it, it just looked like a
0: sideboard, which was kind of cool. Oh, uh, yeah. we didn't have one like that. Ours was just uh, like a giant piece of wood, mm-hmm. and the only like its only function was to be a TV. Mm-hmm. So the screen was really big. Uh, but the I remember there were like really pretty like uh, like wood carving decorations on the speakers themselves. So that was really cool. I remember playing uh, Little Mermaid the game for the nintendo in my parents basement as a child on that tv oh my god yeah and we got um i remember the when the the cable company switched to cable boxes instead of just like the regular antenna we ended up getting a box and that was the first and only time that we were actually able to control that tv with a remote it was like it was like technology like we were just like excited about it that's amazing yeah oh nostalgia it's Mm. fun um let's take a break and then when we come back uh we're gonna talk about weight watchers even though they don't call themselves weight watchers anymore um so stick around we'll be right back oh hi it's me robert and i have a question do you shop on amazon if so you can be a supporter of our show just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the amazon button in our menu Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And one of our followers on Instagram actually asked us to talk about this. So shout out to Just a Mix of Megan on Instagram for telling us about this. So Weight Watchers, who are now known by just WW, terrible, terrible uh, name to change to for whatever, I don't know what what the point of that is. Um, They have released an app called Curbo, which is meant to help kids with their weight loss, whatever, like kids develop eating disorders. I I, I don't really, I'm, I'm still a little confused as to why they're marketing toward children at all.
1: I mean, kids do develop eating disorders, but this is like supposedly aimed at teaching in air quotes. I put it right. Um, kids and teenagers, how to basically control their eating. through uh through some i think it's called the traffic light system right so there are things that are like green light that you're supposed to eat more of Mm -hmm. yellow light that you can be more moderate with and then Mm -hmm. red light which are ones that you want to reduce your intake of like sugary drinks and sweets and things like that right um which apparently has been around i think since the 70s or so i don't know but it um i don't know it's not necessarily the the traffic light system that's problematic but the fact that it's
0: now being incorporated into this app that's being aimed at kids, right. I think, right? Um, it just it reeks of a scam to mm-hmm. me, especially since uh, there's a paid version of the app that is sixty nine dollars a month. I mean, when have you ever like? I don't think Weight Watchers was that expensive. And I was a member when I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13. Like I'm really, really young. And that's part of the reason why I was very, I'm very excited to talk about this because I have struggled with my weight since I was six years old. I've been seeing, I've seen dietitian after dietitian. I've gone on pretty much every diet you can imagine. Um, and none of it helped. Like none of that, none of that programming helped. And finding out about this app is, again, another opportunity for parents to be parents. Mm -hmm. If you're concerned about your children, like, if you're concerned about the type of food they're eating and what that's going to do to their bodies, you should be more concerned with teaching them how to properly fuel their bodies as opposed to how to eat things so that they don't gain weight. Mm -hmm. That's just the wrong... It's the wrong type of thinking.
1: Yeah. It's very much... um like let, I don't want to deal with this so let's put it on autopilot. Right.
0: And not that I'm saying
1: like parents who choose to employ this app are lazy. I mean maybe I am, but I am. it's just the thing <laughs> is that like as a fat person, uh-huh. I remember like eating like I don't feel like I ever ate things that were like we didn't eat barely any processed foods. Everything was home cooked. Like we didn't really eat out much. Right. I mean I've eaten out more as an adult in the past maybe 5 years than I ever did as a kid. Right. Right? I just didn't exercise. So that's what was missing. Right. You know, but I wasn't like huge portions or anything like that. And my parents did teach me like what to, you know, steer clear of and all that stuff. But at the same time it's like so you're going to create this app that is it's not it's not actually teaching kids how to eat. It's it's this what seems like a very rigid uh, structure, you know? Eat this, eat less of this, reduce this. But how do you, like, let's say you can't. Like, let's say you're somewhere and they don't have the green stuff. You, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's far too rigid, I think. And, you know, the fact that they have a, a, a I don't know what the hell, how they did this, but they have a something built into the program that can... You know, raise a red flag if they believe that your child is developing an eating disorder, like losing weight too rapidly.
0: But, it, it seems you know, like that's the only way they have of pinpointing if a kid does have yeah. an eating disorder or not. As if I, I mean, I'm assuming they're tracking their weight on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that is not the best method because someone can it be would, putting in any number they exactly. want and it has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. To me, it's more these kids are not actually learning how to properly fuel their bodies, but also understanding that um, that exercise is not really a chore or like a punishment, mm-hmm. you know, because that is a big part. That is a, a huge part of, I think, combating childhood obesity is both Teaching children how to properly fuel their bodies, and also teaching them that exercise mm-hmm. is essential f- simply for movement. It has yeah. nothing to do with your weight. It is just for movement. If you want your your bones and your ligaments and everything, if you want everything to properly um, lubricate itself within your body, so that you can continue being flexible and being able—I mean, being able to walk simply. Yeah. Because I have parents who are in their in their seventies, and they have a hard time walking long distances because they weren't used to it they Mm -hmm. didn't like exercise was not part of their everyday life yeah and so now as as adults they want to go on vacation or as an adult as you know older folks they want to go on these vacations where they have to walk these long stretches and they're not really being uh realistic about what that is and that's the that's basically that's what ends up happening when you don't properly teach kids how how to fuel their bodies and how to exercise, you know, simply just to keep your body mm-hmm. in working function. It also promotes, you end the... up, you end up with parents that, you know, you end up becoming a parent that can't walk. Yeah. Like it's, and it, it's, it
1: sucks. This also, I feel, and and the, um, one of the nutritionists in the article that we read stated this, that it promotes this kind of false, uh, truth that there's only one healthy, acceptable type of body weight, Shape, and it's like, listen, you can be really thin and be really unhealthy, yeah, that's called anorexia. Mm-hmm. you can be huge and be you know sick, that's obesity, and right. then you know there's bulimia, which is somewhere in between all of this because you're binging and purging, like there's all sorts of things that outs outwardly may look healthy or not, and they might not be healthy, and they might be healthy
0: well, you know like. I there think are there are all sorts of reasons why someone might be thin versus mm-hmm. why someone might be heavier. Exactly, and none of those things have anything to do with the way that they eat or if they exercise. Mm-hmm. It can have it can it can be tied to them being depressed. It can be yeah. tied tied to just about anything, stress levels, yeah.
1: a genetic disorder, like it happens where right. you just gain weight, or medication you're taking, or you know. And I and I really agree with that nutritionist because it's like. Like, I am really heavy, but when I go to the doctor, everything comes back fine. I'm not short of breath. The aches and pains I have are from, you know, standing on my feet all day, but it, like, right. I don't get winded, right. you know, but I'm outwardly, people would say I'm not the right body shape or type or the right weight, you right. know? So, and I'm, and I'm like a 35 year old adult man, you know, like, and I have issues with that sometimes. So, can you imagine a kid who is, you know, like I was a little pudgy and, you know, is having their parents, you know, be like, hey, so now this thing, it's going to dictate how you eat, how you consume food. Right. And it's just like, can you you take that off of the kids? Yeah. You know, can you like... Can you do some parenting? Yeah. I, I just... And again, it's not clear if... I don't know. It, 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 it's not clear to what level the parents are interacting with the kids with the app. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just... I don't like the sound of this. Like, kids can lose the weight when they get a little older if they want to, if they have a need to, or whatever. I think that, like, imposing these things on kids that are very young is just adding one more thing to their to their plate, no right. pun intended. And right. it's just, like, I as just... it is, kids are overscheduled, overmanaged, like, just overwhelmed right and now you're going to play into their you know like natural insecurities regarding their bodies right
0: it's just not right i immediately think of how my parents were they were trying really hard to get me into a sport because they they thought that all of the answers for my uh for my obesity were like were tied to me falling in love with a sport which never happened and they they tried really, really hard to get my brother to get me into sports and stuff. It just it never happened. And I don't know. I just I had a negative I had a not a negative like a negative uh, connection to both food and exercising. And I think a big part of that is that my parents did not instill in me the concept of eating you know, eating leafy greens, for example, and that just being something that is good for your digestive health. Mm -hmm. I think if you come at at children with stuff and you say eating um, a healthy vegetable and a protein is going to be a great way for you to feel awake and focused when you're at school. I think that is a much better way of approaching something than telling them that they're going to be fat or they're going to be lonely for the rest of their lives if they don't, uh if they don't eat these things and i'm not necessarily like weight watchers is not necessarily going full force in that direction but they're definitely steering the car in that direction slippery slope yeah yeah so um yeah this is just this was um this is a lot uh because like i said i i have uh like a long history with going to different doctors, going to different nutritionists and, and hearing, you know, do this and do this. And, you know, I remember there was a diet that I had to follow that was, like, cut out from the newspaper or something. And it was the worst thing ever. It was terrible. And the food – I mean, we've we've talked about this with us doing keto. The food didn't taste good. How do you expect kids – kids are, are, um, are very um, – they're, they're looking for instant gratification, especially today mm-hmm. How do you expect a child to want to follow a, a diet plan if the food doesn't taste good yeah like what are you even thinking so and I'm sure that th- there's some of that happening within this here mm-hmm. um so i just i'm I'm immediately reminded of that I'm reminded of of the weigh-in that they have you do at Weight Watchers that happens in front of everyone. (gasps)
1: No. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. You basically stand in a line like you're at the DMV, and you have to step on a scale. Well, actually, it's more like when you're at the airport, because there's a scale at the airport. You stand on a scale, and then they write it down. Like, there's someone on the other side of a desk judging you, and then writing the number down, and they keep track of it for you, and they give you a little, like, gold star. I mean, this is the super ancient version of Weight Watchers, but they'll give you a gold star if you lost like a certain amount of weight it just it was not the the reinforcement wasn't there and like and this is not this is not adding to it i just i don't understand why they feel like they need to market toward children that's dangerous they're they're participating in super dangerous behavior and you said it earlier but i want to repeat it any parent that would willingly put their kids on this is lazy Mm -hmm. i mean challenge me on that but You it's should gross. be you should be figuring out if you as a parent do not have a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. I have a coworker who, who understood that she had a sugar addiction. And so she was making a conscious effort to lessen the amount of sugar that was in her diet. And one of her kids noticed and asked her. And they had a very nice conversation about it where he came away with the understanding that sugar is something that is more of a treat and something, mm-hmm. right? I mean, saying it's more of a treat, I don't like that either. But that sugar is something that should be reduced in your diet. Yeah. And it's not a staple. Of it's your not diet. a staple. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you need to you need to think about it from that perspective. And you need to be able to instill good stuff like this in your kids. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you should look for resources so that you can. You shouldn't look to resources to do it for you. Yeah. This yeah, is that's, not. That's a no, no. No. Mm-mm. This is Absolutely Lori Laughlin paying to get her kids into that college Ooh. right here. That's what this is. Ha! So don't do that. Um, what else you got?
1: So <laughs> speaking of eating, um, wow. well, this story involves a salad so oh, that's okay. that's my segue oh, my terrible right, segue right, right. so Faye Dunaway has been very very bad naughty, very very naughty toward people um so about a month ago she was fired from this uh one woman show based on Catherine Hepburn's life called uh T at five wait a minute it was a one woman show
0: yes she was the one woman in the show you realize they were feeding her lines to
1: her through an earpiece, right? That was a, I believe that was a different, yes, that's, yep, mm mm-hmm, yep, it's the same show. So anyway, this this woman showed T at Five, she was doing kind of pre, like, out-of-town tryouts. I don't really know what the, you know, they were like in Boston. It was supposed to be her big Broadway comeback. Yeah, and she um, got fired because she slapped a crew member um and she slapped them because they were trying to put her wig on but she had some very strange requests right so um excuse me also we found out that um at one point
0: she threw a stapler james st james's head um no i'm i'm he says he's not surprised by any of this behavior i'm shocked Simply because I assumed that the woman who played Joan Crawford was nothing like Joan Crawford. Well, I feel like the fact that that movie, according to her, ruined her
1: career has it's never really like. Ooh, maybe it taught her that she should act like Joan Crawford that, or she's maybe just, she's just always. Been. But anywho, so accord so these are some of the reports, right? Somebody brought her a salad for lunch. She threw it on the floor because she said it would be better on the floor than in her hand. Uh, she was late for rehearsals. Uh, nobody was allowed to look at her during rehearsals. So, how is your director going to give you notes if they can't see you? Um, she never learned her lines. And, like you said, you know, she, um, uh, not just lines, but blocking because they would tell her which way to move during right. the whole, like, out of town run. Um, and at one point, like, the, you know, one of the things that led to, her being dismissed was this kind of series of, uh, violent and, uh, harassing, uh, voicemails that she left other crew members mm. in the middle of the night. Um, you also couldn't wear white, um, because it distracted her. No one could move in the theater because it distracted her. I mean, it just, you know, the reports go on and on. And then she, yes. um, you know, during one really violent, um, uh, outburst. outburst she threw mirrors around her dressing room combs, hairpins um at you know at the staff um because they were trying to put a wig on her um and also pulled the gray hairs out of the wig because she thought the version of Catherine Hepburn that she was playing was too old Wow, and this all led up to her slapping at least more than one crew member it's, so
0: it's interesting because uh one of the either one of the producers or maybe the director called actors equity to see if it was ethical to keep her in the show because it mm-hmm. seems i mean this this seems to me like some uh some kind of like uh snap maybe the beginning of dementia mm-hmm. that's kind of what it sounds like to me and i hope they're, they're looking into that so now
1: yeah i hope so. well it seems like they're well, they're looking into other things now. So that happened about a month ago. And just this week, um, the person who was assigned to her as her assistant during this out of town Tehran- run... Uh, brought a uh like a lawsuit against her mm-hmm. for her harassment. So, among not not just being verbally abusive and physically abusive, she would also be quite homophobic toward him and a number of other people on on the team. So, right. she would refer to him openly as her little homosexual boy. Um anytime oh. she spoke to him and he has this on recording as well. Ooh. Um no, 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 no. So he worked for her to, for two months, and she would comment on his sexuality, um, you know, any like again calling her, calling him a little homosexual boy, referring to everybody else on on the crew as little gay people. Um, so I mean, it just goes again, goes on and on. So now this man is um, uh, suing her because of you know what he did to her, uh, what she did to him which Mm. i think is totally valid and there's no like there's no way that she can be allowed to act
0: this way like who does she think she is well i i do think that there's uh, some health condition that's Mm -hmm. going unaddressed here because there's even there's mention in there uh that it was his job to help to make sure that she took her meds Mm -hmm. and it seems to me like either they need to they need to work on the, the dosage mm-hmm. of, of, of whatever she's, because it doesn't say what she's taking or what yeah. it's for or anything like that. But this woman needs to see a doctor, I think. Um, a very patient one, hopefully. Maybe, maybe even one yeah. over uh, like FaceTime mm-hmm. or something.
1: I mean, and, you know? and this is like, I mean, I, I've heard stories about her for a while. Yeah, But one of the ones that I do remember that they brought up in the article was that she was uh, dismissed by Andrew Lloyd Webber um i think the night before or week before the opening night of uh Sunset Boulevard right. on in in London in 1994 yeah so this is i guess behavior that people have known about for quite some time but it's it's not not just because she's being homophobic but she's just generally being abusive right and and like that's not acceptable it doesn't matter who the hell you are yeah like she should know better or the people around her who are handling her, who are kind of higher up, you know, than the crew working on the th- on, on the um, on the show right. yeah. or her assistant, like they need to protect these people right. around her. Like she cannot be allowed to just, you know, spin out of control at a moment's notice, and right. and and also have all of her whims be given into. Yeah. Like
0: obviously she hasn't been hired for a while for a reason. So. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it sounds to me like a, a health condition and I hope that she gets the, the help she needs, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. And I, I, I kind of love that this, I mean, it's terrible, but I, I love that this article ends with, uh, talking about how Betty Davis said she would never work with her. Like for a million dollars, she'd never work with her again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting because if you think about it, there's this, um this like frenemy situation that existed between betty davis and joan crawford and then you have the you know you have like a similar i would say a a, a, like a worse situation with faye dunaway who was the woman who portrayed joan crawford in mommy dearest i don't know i just i find it interesting that betty davis had to deal with two it's a bit ironic joan crawford's yeah that's just it's yeah odd Um, We're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we have a gay bus, and uh, we have Keto Corner, and I'm so excited. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes
1: it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle.
0: We're back. And what do you have? What was this last article you have for us? So I found out this weekend that buses can be gay.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Metrosexual. So... (laughs) A bus driver in Norwich, England uh, became so incensed at his gay bus and it promoting homosexuality that he stopped the bus mid-route and got out refusing to continue like doing his job until he was brought a heterosexual bus
0: how did he know the bus was gay did he he would turn on the radio and it was always sharing the the service number i
1: guess i guess like the 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 number that ids the bus was in like happened to be in rainbow letters oh so i don't know i don't know if if like it was like leftover from pride or if you know this bus just happened to have i don't know like blue yellow and red like letters as its id number you know um uh, numbers Uh iding it or whatever but that was
0: that was the 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 reason this bus was gay that is a commitment to homophobia that i have not seen in a very long time to look at the, the number on a bus and say, you know, this bus is gay and I'm homophobic, so I will not drive this bus. Bring me a heterosexual bus, please. <laughs> it, you just, you kind of just have to laugh. And they brought him a bus. <laughs> Why? It took 40 minutes,
1: but they brought, Why? I mean, it, it seems from, the, from, from what I read that they, brought a straight bus over and he kept on doing his job. It sounds like I should have brought him a straight jacket. Um, I mean, he has been suspended without, uh, pay until they investigate the matter because the company, uh, it's called connect bus. Um, you know, has issued a statement saying we don't support this and so on and so forth because they need to look into these shenanigans, but then their competition Mm -hmm. go East Anglia Put out a statement that said, "Go East Anglia prides itself on values that support diversity and inclusion, and has been a champion of Norwich Pride since 2017." That is very good business acumen. Yes, like, hey, come over here. We're inclusive, right? You know, like, I mean, smart. Who dumps? Like, I don't know. This is kind of up there with those people who are like in love with inanimate objects, Mm. like. Yeah, not yucking
0: on a yum, but like how like how do you know the bus is gay? It's more to to me. It's more how does the bus being like let's 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 go on a ride with this gentleman for a while because he was already driving the bus. Right. Um, let's say for a second that the bus is gay. How does that affect you as the driver? How exactly? I
1: don't know. Maybe he, he felt gross because he was inside the bus. Oops. The bus wanted it inside him. I don't know. It's strange. Also, how do you not know that this bus was not like a baby bus? And you know, you dress babies in bright,
0: colorful colors. <laughs> I, like if we're going, like, right? I did see a woman with a rain with rainbow hair. I'm not going to assume it was a wig, even though I'm pretty sure it was a wig. Um, I saw a, a woman with rainbow hair the other day on the street, and did not make any assumptions about her sexuality. I just, I. I, I wanted to break the window in the bus that I was on and stick my hand out and go, "Yeah, see better work," because mm-hmm. it was just like it looked amazing. It was seated beautifully again, because I'm going to assume it was a wig. Seated it was beautiful. seated beautifully on her head. She, she looked amazing in it. She was just out running some errands, just mm-hmm. like casually dressed. I loved it. Put on a fun hat. Yeah, exactly. It was a say something hat day. I think it was a Wednesday. I think it, Wednesday is a Wednesday's say are hat say day. something hat days. <laughs> But um, I, I don't know. I like I don't. I just don't get it. I'm I'm he- I'm 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 here to yes. And this gentleman, I'm not even offended. I just don't understand how it changes things. Are the gears in a different spot? The gears have a lift. Is there is <laughs> Does a wheel stick? Is it a stick shift? Is that Ooh, what it is? If it's Maybe it's a stick shift. shift. If It's a stick shift. That's I'm a with gay you. bus. You need a you need a new bus. I, a, I cannot a gay drive. Bus it is. I cannot drive stick um, shift. Can't do it. I, i don't
1: i don't know
0: you know who drives stick shift is favi and it was very impressive because he had to do it with us literally crammed into his truck and it was just i was like one have we of not, us we haven't told that story we have not have told we? that story i don't know if he wants us to tell that story that was a gay truck that was a gay truck. that was a really for gay sure. truck for sure um spilling the gayness was just sp- oh, literally literally spilling yeah
1: we um <laughs> after the car broke down we took Favi's truck one day. Well, yeah. not we. He took it. And he has a pickup truck. And I said, well, I'll just like, you know, me. Me of all people. I was like, I'll just like sit in the, what do you call that thing? In the, in the, um, the bin? In the, in the bed. In the flatbed. The basically. flatbed. There we yeah. go. So, yeah, even I'm, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's not legal. You'd have to like lay down. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to bake. So I said, okay, let's figure this you out. You were going like, to bake anyway, yeah. seated or laying I yeah. got in the middle. There was no third seat. But I got in the middle. Fabi got in on the driver's seat. Robert got in on the other side, and I literally just like swung my legs over on Robert and was just kind of like balancing myself. It was a very interesting um, moment. And also
0: remember, there is there is the gear shift.
1: Oh yeah, like between. half a cheek. Uh, yeah, half a cheek was just grazing the shift, the gear shift, the the stick. Yeah. So every time Fabi had to move, I'd be like, "Hold on, let me yeah move," um, so he could switch gears. Right. Very, very. He drove uh, like a pro.
0: Yeah, but Betty I, Butch. I, I, I see where you're coming from. If it was a stick shift, because I can't do that. Right? Automatic only for me. Like I just. Yeah. I
1: Automatic know. is is straight. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. a straight sure. car.
0: I wasn't making a comparison. Oh. I'm just saying. Well, if you're gonna. <laughs> like, Sorry, I. Thought I think we were... I drove the bus in the wrong direction. Possibly with this conversation. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, do you want to get into the keto corner? Yes. So in this week's Keto Corner, we are highlighting
1: another recipe by Pinch and Nancy Yes. Um this time it is her churro cheesecake recipe. Mm-hmm. This is really yummy. So basically it is a, a churro. Well, yeah. It's a churro like basically a- the, the the crust is um like churro. Dough. It's a it's a
0: fathead dough.
1: It's a fathead dough yeah. with cinnamon sugar on it. Mm-hmm. Um and you put one on the bottom and one on the top and then you, you know you in between you put this this cream cheese based filling that has, you know, cinnamon in it and and sugar and things like that. So basically you're getting this sh- s- like slightly tart cinnamon sugar filling that sandwiched between these two crunchy um sheets of fathead dough right what's a terrible way to describe it i apologize yep. <laughs> but i mean imagine it it's like a you know this was almost like a churro cannoli because mm, hey. it, it the filling
0: had that consistency i mean yeah it's a churro cheesecake it was delicious it was basically a churro on the top a churro on the bottom and then vanilla cream cheese filling thank between. you robert yeah yeah it was delicious it was really really yeah. good we decided to make one to bring over to Joe and, or I'm sorry, to Pissy and David. Whoopsies! Um, and um, and in making it, we were like, we want to make one for us to make sure that it tastes good. Yeah,
1: coffee. We bring a dessert that's like caca. I that's embarrassing. Hate doing
0: that. That happened on Thanksgiving, and I was not happy about it, but anyway, we were able because the the recipe is very generous so there's just like a lot of dough left mm-hmm. over we were able to make a small one and we just uh, added more cream cheese and stuff to the yeah. filling and um, and we were able to enjoy it. Th- the night before mm-hmm. so that we knew what we were taking something that was really, really good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And even though there is coconut
1: flour in the recipe, which I don't, I hate coconut flour. I've decided it's not whatever, however, she's come up with the, 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 um, proportions of the other ingredients. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't get that weird coconut. Cause like to me, when you put coconut flour in something, because it absorbs moisture, like that's what it's there for. It can taste sandy and like gritty sometimes Mm. when you use coconut flour. Mm -hmm. And I think because there was just a hint of it in this, it really just kind of disappeared to me anyway. Yeah. So it was
0: a little heavier on the coconut, but that was because we didn't have, we thought we had a granular, a granulated sugar substitute and we didn't. So we ended up having to use syrup like uh a sugar-free maple syrup essentially yeah. uh in place of the mm-hmm. the sweetener and so we ended up having to add a lot more coconut flour mm-hmm. than the recipe called for to compensate for how wet the dough was yeah using the and even then it, it didn't have a heavy you know as heavy a flavor as i thought, I thought it, it did. would but i'm i'm also i'm more critical of of the of these keto recipes when we make them but um I'm excited to, we actually, we just bought a, another granular sweetener um, or a granulated sweetener and we're going to try and make the recipe again. Yeah. So she might be in the keto corner again next week. Not sure. Yeah. But um, odds are likely. Yeah. But try it out <laughs> and we will post
1: um, the link to her video uh, in the show notes so yeah. you can take a look at it. So.
0: And she posts her, all of her recipes are both in English and in Spanish. Actually, mm-hmm. some of them are just in Spanish. Yeah. they started out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this is one of the ones that's both in English Mm -hmm. and Spanish. So it's, it's really great. And I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see what other recipes she posts because I mean, I want to try a lot of the, I want to try the chilaquiles recipe. Oh my God. It looks so good. But it's a lot of work. Yeah.
1: I mean, these things often are. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still Mexican food and Mexican food takes a lot of work to make, yeah. I think, because of all of the different spices and things, but so far they've been really delicious. I watched,
0: so I watched the video where she makes the chilaquiles, and I didn't know that when you're making salsa, you boil the ingredients first, you boil them whole, and then you puree them, and that's how you make oh, the salsa. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, actually, that's how she makes the red sauce that goes because they're red um, chilaquiles. Oh, so oh. that's what it is. Okay. So she like. So salsa she, as opposed to a salsa verde. Exactly. Oh. So she, all of the things that make up the that salsa verde mm-hmm. were boiled together and then she uses a little bit of the water mm-hmm. when they're done boiling to help with pureeing them.
1: Do that, I mean, that yeah, when, when you're making kind of a sauce that's for dressing
0: as opposed to like a salsa, you normally do like cook it. I just didn't. I didn't know. And when I saw her doing it, I was like, "This makes complete sense." Mm-hmm. You're essentially making a broth yeah. to um, to flavor or to add more flavor to your salsa. Yeah, that just makes that sense. Delicious. To me. Yeah,
1: I can't wait. We must try all of them.
0: Yes. Mm. Um. So let's do. I'm so excited.
1: I'm so excited.
0: What are we excited about this week? So
1: the first thing in I'm so excited is... Um, oh, my God. My my mind just like... It's written down on a piece of paper for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tiffany Haddish's new um, comedy showcase on Netflix called They Ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is a a compilation of six uh, sets by six uh, women comics who she has had travel with her, who she's gone to see, who she's mentored. Basically her like favorite women comics, Mm -hmm. right? And they come from different backgrounds, different parts of the country. So it's also quite diverse. Um, And I think that it's really interesting considering that she curated this um this kind of this this group of of comics um and My our thoughts f- are and prayers are with you that you had to use that word. i know but it but it was it but <laughs> i i feel like this was right because yeah, it was the right word i, I feel like i have to ta- i have this disclaimer anytime i use that word because i hate applying it to things um but I think she did curate this because each each woman who was there was there to represent a different point of view in terms of comedy, and so that I think takes a certain amount of thought and intention. That's the big thing about behind curating anything is the intention that you have behind it and the the final like look that you want it to. I
0: have. also I love that uh, Tiffany Haddish has a personal connection to each and mm-hmm. every one of these comedians, and that. Uh, you know, given that Tiffany Haddish had such a um, – she she was someone who was helped by the comedy community to be able to be put, like, front mm-hmm. and center the way she was. I mean, Kevin Hart being a, a huge contributor to her um, to her having, um, like, stable housing. Yeah. You know? Uh, she talks about that a lot in her – both in her book and uh, and in her stand-up mm-hmm. stuff. I, I love that this is her basically – repay like paying it forward yeah. for these these women who are like I said, they're all um, they all have a personal connection with her. So and I loved hearing each one of them say, you know, Tiffany said, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do stand up. And I would say to her, oh, well, you come back for me when you're famous. And then she did. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't think I think there are probably plenty of people who are friends with famous people who are struggling to make it in, in this in a similar capacity. And they don't ever talk to them again. Yeah. They're still know?
1: waiting there for, you know, to come be picked up right yeah exactly um our favorite can i say our favorite please think our favorite um of the group was ida rodriguez who is a dominican woman um who just had just had me like rolling on the floor yeah it was and and it was also i mean i think it was our favorite because it's so relatable in terms of like a hispanic upbringing and like you know the like little sayings and things like that that you would you know hear from your relatives Mm -hmm. um but it's not just that i feel like her out of all of out of all of the the comedians, she had the most ease about her in terms of how she was telling her stories right that you could just connect with them immediately even if you didn't understand the context or the cultural or rather understand the cultural context Mm -hmm. it was funny yeah um and her delivery was just
0: spot on. Yeah. So she's amazing. Yeah. She I, I want to see more stuff by her. Yeah. For me sure. Too. I'm I'm really excited to see more of her because I'm sure that this is going to launch all six of these comedians into a, a place mm-hmm. where they weren't, you know, they weren't completely visible before this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, the other thing that is also comedy related that we are excited about is a Black Lady sketch show. And there's I'm totally blanking on how to talk about this but basically <laughs> um first of all it's amazing that these four women are like playing in like the improv sense of that word if that makes sense okay they're able to put these uh to, like the put these concepts together themselves and then bring them to fruition on a platform like HBO that's huge um, and the guest stars are amazing. Oh, like they the I mean, I can't imagine what the budget was for the guest stars because bad bitch supports so group. many. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that I never lot.
1: knew Angela bassett it was funny like that.
0: How, how did you not know that? I don't know. to me, how? like Angela
1: Bassett is like a just occupy a happy birthday, by the way, Angela, <laughs> belatedly. um she occupies this very lofty space where i just feel like she doesn't move i don't know i just i didn't
0: you know think i i I didn't know that she was funny like that i mean this was not a moment of her being funny but in waiting to exhale when the when the cops show up after she sets her husband her (laughs) ex-husband's car on fire she answers the door and the cop says you know you're only allowed to burn trash on your property and she says it is all trash and then I think, I'm pretty sure she just like slams the door in his face. But it was just like, that wow. to me, I mean, I saw that movie when I was really young, but that moment to me was funny. I would be like, yes, so, ma'am. I have always known that Angela Bassett was yeah. not just funny, but also entertaining. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, I am so excited, not just for Robin Thede, because Robin Thede is a, is a huge, huge talent, but Quinta Brunson, who, oh I don't remember if she became famous because of vine videos that she was doing or if it was uh, like other stuff i know her as the you know he got fucking money uh is that a meme would that be considered a meme or i don't know viral it was like a viral video where she is getting popcorn with this guy at the movies and he she's like oh i I want a small popcorn he's like let's get a large and so she's like oh he got fucking money (laughs) and it just it gave me a lot of joy um, and then also uh, Ashley Nicole Black, who is just so funny. She's so 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 funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm really enjoying the show, and um, it's it's reminiscent of In Living Color for me, which was something In Living Color and the short-lived House of Buggin' were the two shows that like me and oh my, God, my family. House would, of Buggin'. Yeah, House of Whoa. Buggin'. We would gather around the TV to watch this <gasps> as a family, I and so about that. yeah. Wow. So this is really like you know I, the the show itself is really entertaining but also the nostalgia of it is mm-hmm. really exciting for me so
1: I just I love that they go it's it's so absurd yeah like it really every sketch kind of like outdoes the next the 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 one before it in terms of its absurdity but you but they got like they've got me Mm -hmm. you know because i'm there for the ride right like the flash mob proposal like I was like, I'm invested. I want to know what happens.
0: The one where the coworker is always late, and then she's like, "Just don't put on makeup," and then shows up the next day, and she looks. She's like, "I can't. I can't not put on makeup because I'll look like I'm dead." And then it's like a slow progression of her dying in front of her coworker because she's not wearing makeup. Oh like the concept behind that is so relatable, and the fact that they were able to make it funny. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's so great, and I hope that. I hope people are appreciating God, the, it the way that the they the should. The one where
1: they, the alien steals Robin Thede and Quinta Brunson's moves mm-hmm. because she wanted to get her ex back in mm-hmm. in space—that was priceless. Genius. Genius. So like they really are in 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 my opinion anyway, coming up with skits and like setups for for situations that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. So be sure to support that and Mm -hmm. uh and laugh yeah because it's funny it is it's a nice it's a nice break (laughs) yeah Yeah. to
1: be able to laugh with this show i think yeah
0: yeah and i'm 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 happy that because we we used to watch robin thede's late night show Mm -hmm. on bet and then it just disappeared and then later we found out it was canceled and you know yeah it's i mean it was it was one of we have been searching for a new person to occupy our late night uh viewing Mm -hmm. i guess or at, at least I have since Chelsea lately was canceled. And it's just been you know, like Jesus and Miro occupied mm-hmm. that for a little while when they were on Viceland and oh, you know I miss like them on Viceland. Yeah. And the,
1: where are they they're on cinematics? They're on now? Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. It's it's really good. But, but we're the cheap. expectations are so high no <laughs> <But> we're cheap. <laughs> no, but it's not even that because we've 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 seen, you know, clips here and there and they they're they're
0: good. But it's missing. It's missing whatever it had on Viceland. It's missing. I disagree. I think it's found, It's definitely found its footing mm. in later episodes. I just. I really love them on Viceland. It was just something really like comforting. I. I think that Showtime is letting them play a little bit more. Oh, that's especially good. with them being able to do like skits. That was not a thing that we ever saw when they were oh, on Viceland. Oh, That one skit was funny. But I mean, there have been a bunch of them. I don't know. I'm. I'm but. very critical. You are that. very critical. Yeah. Lou' talking.
1: <laughs> Listen pot. Wow. Um, but well, yeah. I don't know. I also like, I want to, I want to watch a, like a, a, you know, a female comedian. Right. That's just my, you know, that's just what I want.
0: Wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, Lee gonna have a, I mean, I, I, I thought she had a Comedy Central show coming up, but I guess that, that's not happening. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I got to look into it. Yeah. I don't know. What's well, that? Yeah. Well, and that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes, we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read yours on the air.
1: And thank you to the listeners, you know who you are, who have just been reaching out lately. And and it's not just praise. It's just great conversation. Yeah. So it's been fun. um, And we do do our best to reply to everything in a timely manner. So i do apologize if sometimes it takes a little bit but um we do read and reply to all of them so thank yes. you so much for writing and we really do uh
0: value that we do mm-hmm. and don't forget to subscribe on itunes and spotify so until next time
1: bye, bye.